Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show, both live on YouTube, search us Harry Miller, and live on your favorite podcast app of choice. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, the background is super weird today. <laughs> we had some tech issues, but as I'm going to tell everyone, one of the reasons you absolutely want to check out the podcast on YouTube is because soon it won't be some crappy green screen background that I'm having trouble with. And in fact, what it will be is a wonderful podcast setup that you've seen a thousand times before, and we won't get these weird, confusing things that are throwing us off piece but thank you very much for joining me as always thank you to everyone that supports on patreon.com forward slash simon 316 it's the only reason i can do these podcasts these days i use that pot of money to fund it because everything takes time and everything takes a bit of cash and yeah we are in what a ridiculous uh, couple of weeks it has been for wrestling it only feels like it was elimination chamber a week ago because it basically was now we've got revolution as soon as we come out of revolution we're going to have wrestlemania it is exhausting it is crazy but isn't it wonderful that we have all of these sports entertainment products that we're able to choose, I say hell yeah. So this is going to be an AEW-focused episode just because, of course, we've done Raw. We haven't got SmackDown just yet. And we are building to one of their big pay-per-views of the year. And Dynamite was crazy. The best thing about Dynamite is, this is how I do ups and downs. Again, make sure you check them out what culture wrestling. The ups and downs for Dynamite will be out now. Um, this is basically how I do it, right? I watch the show. I write my script. I record it. And I just... I give whatever opinion I believe to be true to me, right? Transparency, honesty, and all that kind of and all that kind of stuff. Then, once I know it's live, I go and see what other people thought of it. So maybe I'll go to Reddit, maybe I'll go to social media. It depends on what the day is and what time I have. And it's amazing to me, like the casino battle royal, right? The tag team battle royal. Was it crazy? Yes. If somebody came in here right now and said, was it a mess? Yes. <laughs> it absolutely was an absolute mess. But that's why I liked it. I don't want everything to be pristine. Now, it was a little bit too long, and the uh, structure about when people were coming out was all over the place. You know, at one point it'd be one minute, then it would be three minutes, then it'd just be like 30 seconds, 30 seconds. But it was so over the top, it was so nuts. And at one point, I couldn't even figure out what was going on. I actually got a kick out of it. Call me crazy. Call me nuts. Say that I'm a strange, I'm a strange person, which I, um, which I absolutely am. But that's just how I felt about it. That is just how I felt about it. It was just like, I enjoy how absolutely bonkers this is. And given that it's a two-hour show, well, a two-hour show is actually the perfect length for a wrestling show, but it kept me interested and it kept me engaged, which ties into the Revolution show, which we'll go through in just a second. Um, I'm not sure if Hook versus Stokely Hathaway is on that. I would put it on that. I would absolutely put it on that because it'll be a comedy match. It'll be goofy wrestling. It'll be a little bit funny. You can break things up, especially when you've got a one-hour Iron Man match, which, of course, is going to be the main event between MJF and Brian Danielson. So I'm never going to get mad at that stuff. I just can't. I, I, I just can't. I just can't get mad at it. I'm pleased that it exists, and I am pleased that... Um, that you never know what you're going to get on dynamite especially when you go through the rest of the of the rest of the card i thought big bill versus orange cassidy was just super fun like i really did i massively enjoyed it um, i think orange cassidy in many ways is my perfect wrestler people get so mad when i say that and now everyone's going to go crazy but it's true because he understands goofiness and he understands seriousness in the sense he's a flipping good wrestler that's why will osprey versus orange cassidy from last year i thought was so damn good um, the main event uh, angle between Brian Danielson and MJF, they had to speed through it because AEW really packed this episode. 
But the fact that MJF didn't speak, I thought was cool, was a bit different. And Brian Danielson cut one hell of a promo to the point I was like, maybe Brian Danielson should win the world championship. Maybe that's something that we should talk about right now. Let me know in the comments. Again, if you want to do a super chat, please do support the podcast. I will 100% read your question or comment or statement out. You can even call me aboard a-hole. That's cool. But why can't Brian Danielson win? And why can't MJF lose? I don't think it hurts Maxwell Jacob Friedman because I think he's so good. It's like The Rock, right? The Rock used to have short title reigns, but he was so good on the microphone, he was always able to uh, get himself back up to where he needed to be. And when I look at the situation, you know, who was the last champion before this? John Moxley. I mean, the John Moxley punk stuff does put a little bit of an asterisk over the top because we didn't have a long title reign, right? We had short ones, crazy ones. This is happening. That's happening. But I don't think that was part of the plan. So before that, Hangman Anna Page had a decent run. Omega had a decent run. Chris Jericho had a decent run. Moxley Part 1 had a decent run. So while he only won it in November, I believe. What's that? November? I think it was the end of November. So January. So two months. We'll say three months at a push. I... I don't see why you can't do it. I think if everyone feels deep down in their tum-tums that Brian Danielson is the right guy to pull the trigger on, then we can do it. I truly, truly think that. Now, what you do afterwards, I don't know. And actually, we'll jump forward here. I think MJF will win. I think there's going to be some shenanigans. I think there's a twist we haven't seen coming. But I don't think this is one of those main events where you're like, oh, we can't possibly have MJF lose because he's just become the champion. I think Brian Danielson's promo was so good and he has so much motivation to do this. I actually think it may make... AEW more appealing right now and that's something against MJF I love MJF that's just the way the cookie has crumbled and we all um we all want a cookie maybe they could play hot potato with it for the bit maybe you do that and then we get to double or nothing whatever the next pay-per-view is then maybe MJF wins it back I know some people don't like that but as long as it serves the story and when I watched that main event angle I was like I think Brian Danielson has to win again they're doing the 60 minute Iron Man match Iron Man matches are hard and I can't remember it was years and years ago when I was first getting into not when I was first getting into wrestling but when I was re-getting into wrestling when somebody kind of explained why an Iron Man match is so hard. And that's because it's only the last five minutes that matters, right? Even if it's 10 to 1 in favor of MJF, you could have Brian Danielson pick up nine pins or nine, uh, you know, nine, um, whatever, wins in the last nine minutes. And that, that, that so you can, it totally, so that's, that, that's the struggle, I say, as I stumble over my words, is that you have to find a way to keep it interesting for 60 minutes, knowing that when we get to minute 43, you're not getting the finish. You're not getting the ending. You know when the culmination is coming. However, if Brian Danielson is in that match, I think it's going to be fire. And I also think Brian, I also think MJF is far better than people give him credit for. Um, I saw something uh, today, maybe, or recently this week, of people being like, oh, man, MJF isn't, he's not the full finished article yet. We should take the belt off him for that reason. I'm like, man, I don't think people understand how hard wrestling is, nor do you have to. You're allowed to be a fan in whatever guise you choose to be a fan. And my opinion isn't any greater or better than yours just because I've been a wrestler, but because I have got those experiences that I can compare to, MGF is brilliant. MGF is the finished article. Doesn't mean there's not more nuance or more development we can't do with his character and his wrestling, etc. Of course, even Brian Danielson at, you know, 41, 42 years old, probably the best wrestler ever, or at least one of. You know, there's no way uh, he doesn't still want to learn. Like he's a disciple of William Regal. And as we learned this week, William Regal's job in WWE right now is to wait backstage and tell people when they come through the curtain, here's how this can be better. Here's how that can be better. And he did the same for Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian told that story. Frankie Kazarian is like a 25-year vet of wrestling or whatever. And he was still happy to learn. So of course, MJF will get better, but he's already tremendous. But yeah, I'm going out on a limb. We should probably write these down and then do a little bit of a tally. I... While I think MJF will win, that's no fun. So I think Brian Danielson is going to be victorious. I just don't know how. The only reason I didn't second guess myself is because Adam Cole is another person that could absolutely um, 
be the guy to take because what so far apart from you know a little bit in the middle what we've always done is we crown a brand new champion then we crown a brand new champion and we're constantly elevating people which is good you always want a brand new main event stars and adam cole is already a main event star he just hasn't headed in that direction yet well he did kind of do with the hangman stuff but because he's coming back as a super baby face because he is the nicest man ever and because i do love him absolutely you could keep the title on mjf he could get through double or nothing and then we could get to um all out or all in whatever the hell that all out sorry and he could win it there. I, I don't think you want to do it at Revolution because that's a bit too patent. But yeah, Adam Cole could absolutely be that guy as well. And then you have a, another super duper over babyface. And then what I would do if we were going in that direction is I would then make 2024 the year of Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. If Kenny Omega does indeed stay in, w, in AEW. I think we talked about this a couple of days ago, but there's rumors out there that his contract is coming due and WWE would want him. All you have to know is this. WWE want everyone. AEW want everyone. It's a wrestling war. And that's what makes it so damn cool. And that's why you want more than one company because it's better for the wrestlers. There's more money all around and it generates these interesting talking points, which are always absolutely badass. So I'm going to go out of the limb though and say MJF loses and Brian Danielson wins by... They're going to go, they're going to go rock um, Triple H from Judgment Day 2000. It's going to be like 6-5 or 7-6, something absolutely crazy. And there will be a twist at the end, but I don't know what that is. If you have an idea what the twist at the end of the main event could be, drop it in the comments right now and we can talk about it. Also, shout out to my man Spaz Phoenix, always supporting the chat, uh, the super chat and the channel. My man, you're the best. You really are. Who says, looking forward to discount Judgment Day versus the Hardy Cosplayers and the guy almost as good as Rollins. Bro, you're going to get flamed. Thanks for all you do, Simon. You're getting us all through in your own warm and fuzzy way. Well, I do try. And of course, I assume he's received referring to the House of Black versus the Elite, which we can also talk about. The build has been weird, right? I've already had somebody send me a message going, can't believe you didn't give the build a down if you didn't like it. Well, no, I disagree with that because the build hasn't been bad. Like, you know, to me, down is a sign of negativity. I don't think it's been bad. It just hasn't been good. It's just been standard. Not even standard. It's just been the lights go out. The House of Black are there. They beat up the elite. The lights come back on. They do something again. But the problem is, not even a problem, the good part is, is do I still want to see that match? The build is there to make you want to see the match. Do I want to see the match? Yes. I think it's going to be tremendous. The House of Black versus the Elite. There's no way it can be bad. Even if they sit down and just like Malachi Black and Kenny Omega race goats, it's still going to be absolutely tremendous. So I am pumped for that. I, I... it could very well steal the show, even with all the other craziness we do have on it. And just to continue on my bizarre predictions that we are doing, I think the House of Black should win. I do. And then I think you can put the Young Bucks back into the tag team mix, which I think they need. Kenny Omega can then go off on some singles excursions, which I think AEW also probably needs because he's so damn good. Not that I don't want to see them as trios. I do. But I don't know if that division has set on fire in the way they wanted to because of the brawl out, all out and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And I also think it would legitimize House of Black a little bit more because while the House of Black are awesome, they've had good matches, it's kind of been bitty. It's kind of here, there and everywhere. We don't 100% know what's going on, uh, you know, from, from week to week. They're not a constant presence. So this could be the thing. You, you could almost then divide the division up, right? And so I'm not going to think of teams because I'll forget about them. But you have House of Black and their guys doing their thing and they're phenomenal, so it will rock. You have the Bucks doing their thing with the guns or the acclaimed, you know, maybe Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy whoever wins those championships. And I think it kind of balances out the show better. So yeah, not only am I going for Brian Danielson, I'm going for House of Black. And I do think if this does happen, I think it's going to make uh, Revolution even more exciting because sometimes we believe we know what's going to happen. And again, as long as you can justify it by not doing it, I always think it makes for a better show. But of course, don't do it for the sake of doing it. But yes, the build has been weird. I wouldn't, <laughs> excuse me, I wouldn't argue with that on, on that one. It is, uh, yeah, just very... <laughs> 
just really strange stuff. But hey ho, it is what it is. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a reason for it, and I'm very much looking forward to that tag team match. Uh, talking of Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, flub me, did I love this? As I've already mentioned, Big Bill versus Orange Cassidy was just good. David versus Goliath stuff. And then we learned the best friends aren't going to be able to compete because of the beating they took on Rampage, which was kind of a shame because I do feel like every time Trent, Trent and Chuck have a little bit of momentum, they get the rug pulled out from underneath them. We should come up with something for them soon. Remember that street fight a few years ago? That was so damn good. But Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy go into that casino tag team battle royal, which we've already talked about, was crazy. And yes, I didn't actually realize this at the time because I just watched wrestling within the context it's presented in. Maybe I should have done a little bit better. I hold my hands up. It wasn't a casino battle royale. There was no Joker. There was no wild cards or anything like that, which kind of surprised me because I thought FTR were going to be in the um, uh, be in that match. They're not. Dax has now been back on Dax Hardwood. FTR has now been back on his uh, podcast saying that it's not a work. All this stuff with them winning best tag team in the Wrestling Observer Awards and AEW congratulating every single other person that won one apart from FTR. I would believe that it's still storyline and Dax just isn't ready to come back yet after he broke his ass, which is what happened. Uh, but who knows? Again, this is the cool thing about WWE and AEW. If FTR stay with AEW, awesome. If they go back to WWE and get a proper push, awesome. I still get to watch them perform and I get to see them have a bunch of new matches. I'm never going to get mad at that. But no, we didn't have any of the usual gimmick stuff and it was, it was so hard to follow. But I liked that. I know that sounds nuts on time when you're such an apologist. Well, maybe, but I did. I was cracking up. I didn't know what was going on. And it was just so, and the way Roosh got eliminated. I can't, was it the Martins top flight? I can't remember now. Someone just booted him right, right in the face. That guy, he loves to hit hard and he loves to be hit. So I, I enjoyed it for what it was. You probably could have shaved five, maybe eight minutes off of it. But the, when Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy threw out the butcher and the blade, like the way I reacted, because once again, I'm a moron. I admit that, but I'm perfectly cool with it. Morons for life is when I was like, how can I get mad at this? How can I down it? I, I love these two so much. They're two of my favorite wrestlers. I would love to be in a trio's, a trio's um, team with them. Me, Dan Howes, and Orange Cassidy. Oh my God, it'd be the best thing ever. One day, believe in your dreams. Um, and now they get to go into that four-way, which once again should really... Re that four-way should be right in the middle of revolution because you're going to get hard-hitting serious match, hard-hitting serious match. And I'm not saying that the acclaimed and the guns and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy can't do that, but you don't need to do that. Right, that can be when you change it up a little bit and you give somebody different, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, I, I get it. People get mad at me all day. Cheap plug at Simon three one six on Twitter and Instagram, and also make sure you like the video if you're on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. You know the deal. And again, drop a super chat. You support the podcast. You support me. Should you want to do that? And I absolutely read out your comment or question or statement or insult. That's fine as well. Um, but that's kind of the way I felt about it. And also, don't you just love the butcher and the blade? Aren't the butcher and the blade just the flipping best? They are, aren't they? I love them. I, lo I think I, they're like the best friends to me. At one point, we need to give them a big old push. Let them close their shop early after they've done a sale. They looked at their business metrics like, man, we're doing well right now. And then let's push them to the moon and give them a tag team title run. They just got something to them. They do. And they always get a reaction, even though it's kind of like a somewhat under the radar reaction. They always get one. Shout out to my man, Hebrew Hammer as well. Has an interesting question. Do you think Tony Khan needs to stake, take a step back from creative? I don't know. A lot of these storylines for Revolution just seem a bit eh. Hater retains, even though DMD accidentally attacks her, you could set up that story. Um, no, I don't think that because I think we have to remember, even if you're not liking the product at the moment, which is totally cool, you know, you have to 
you have to be honest with yourself and other people. We know what Tony Khan can do. Like, you know, the beginning of last year, middle of, uh, middle of, the, of the year, 2022, before we did get to all the madness of CM Punk. I really thought AEW had found its feet. And again, from Dynamite last time, I just had an amazing time with all the silliness that was going on. Doesn't mean there weren't cracks, but they weren't cracks enough to take me out of my experience. But no, I think you want to stick with the guy that you've got. And that's Tony Khan. And he's only been doing this four years. So he's still going to make mistakes. He's still going to drop the ball. It's a massive shame, my man Hammer, that uh, Revolution hasn't grabbed you. And I get that too. Like, I think the MGF Brian Danielson story is good. We'll go through all of these eventually. But the ones we've talked about. The Elite House of Black match. If you're not into sort of crazy hardcore, not hardcore, crazy nuts wrestling like those guys do, you wouldn't care about it. Because they haven't given you a reason. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's how I kind of, uh, kind of see it. I do think the four-way for the tag team championship has been built up well. I think Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are super assholes. I think the gun club having the belts, or they probably should have been featured more on this Dynamite, is good because it winds people up. And I enjoyed the fact they lost to the Acclaim. The Acclaim just crazy over, and we know that. And we've already talked about everything else. So I do think that ties in. And moving on to the, uh, was it, Re, um, uh, Ruby Soho, Jamie Hayter, and who was the other person in that match? Not, oh, Soraya. I was going to say Tony Storm. It's not Soraya. Excuse me. I seem to be the only person in the world that likes this story, which, again, is absolutely fine. If you don't like it, you have to make sure you, you, you take that, um, uh, that opinion. Now, I'm not saying all the matches have been really good. Actually, I did think Rio versus Tony Storm was really good. Ah, it's flipping awesome. But I like the fact I don't know what Ruby Soho is going to do. I like the fact that we have these divisions, that Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter have got back together, although you could still tease them breaking up, which we were doing a few months ago. I like that Soraya and Tony Storm have got together. And I truly think that if we do that right and Ruby Soho joins whichever group she wants to join, I would have her join the ex-WWE guys. We can build to a blood and guts match with all the women and it would be flubbing awesome. Right? I think that would be absolutely excellent. Um... And I think it would do the world of good for everybody in that division if you could come out the other side, as we have done with other Blood and Guts matches, and there's a bunch of narratives ready to go. So I like what we've done. I kind of feel like Soraya may win just because of what happened on Dynamite. I don't think you should take the title off Jamie Hayter, but again, it all depends on what we are going to do after the fact. So, someone in the chat just said, no long for Orange Housen in the four-way. Bro, you must be late. We talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I can't go back to something when I've talked about it for 10 minutes. But no, I don't want Tony Khan to go away. I think he's doing a good job. And I always remember that it's much better to have um, two wrestling companies than just one company. And I love WWE. I think they're on fire right now. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in any industry. You, you, you need to have that... Uh, that that difference all right let me get the card up now oh because it's just popped up jungle boy versus christian cage so again there's another one where can you really point the finger of blame excuse me <coughs> at tony khan i don't think you can just in the sense that christian cage got injured i don't know where luchasaurus is so we've had to almost retrofit this around our plan however i thought christian cage's promo was great he came across like a right prick. Some of the stuff he said had me going, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. The Jungle Boy digging a grave thing was weird just because there were so many death references on this dynamite. But once again, I searched my feelings like the good Jedi that I am and I want to see Jungle Boy kick his ass. That's what I want. And if Jungle Boy does win and he beats Christian, then he goes on and he wins a singles title. Once again, maybe he could be one of the dudes to take on MJF towards the end of the year and maybe even win. And that's what we should be doing. Everybody should be having their time. Everybody should be getting their place, winning championships and winning titles because then you've got more main event stars. I mean, that was a crazy, crazy promo by Christian and he got mega heat. I know the crowd was good for the, for the entire show, but my word, did they hate that guy. And apparently 
He doesn't like the modern generation because we're all video game players. And the best thing about this is at the time, somebody was holding a sign up saying Bully is the best Rockstar game, which is not true. <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to be true to some people, of course. What is my favorite Rockstar game as a quick tangent? It's probably Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Technically, the second one. We don't want to get into that. It's the first Red Dead Redemption. And then maybe GTA 4 after that. No, nah, maybe just GTA San Andreas. Point is Red Dead Redemption. John Marston, one of the greatest games ever. Uh, Spaz Phoenix says the super chat. Thank you, Spaz, my man. I appreciate it. Check him out on his podcast. Uh, he wants to talk about the Eddie Quint Kingston quitting AEW. He says Kingston quitting AEW to go to WWE is the most brand split thing ever. I think it's a bad mark on the company that supposedly respects the fans so much. Also, the ladies invasion rules. I agree. Do you mean to uh, Ring of Honor? I thought Eddie Kingston was going to Ring of Honor. I thought that was the thing. But no, I agree with you. I don't particularly like it. Because Claudio does both shows, uh, Willie Uta does both shows, Roosh does both shows. And I want Eddie Kingston on Dynamite. I want Eddie Kingston on more on Dynamite. I wanted him to win the face of the Revolution Ladder match, which we'll talk about in just one second. Loved uh, what they went with, and I was kind of surprised. But I was an idiot. I got confused. I thought it was for the World Championship, which is why I thought MJF versus Eddie Kingston would rock. But no, I think you can have Ring of Honor. But I want Eddie Kingston on AEW. Like, of course I want to watch Ring of Honor. Um, but I still want him an AEW. I don't want to make that choice. I just don't. So no, I do agree with you there, Spaz. Uh, Fabian in the Super Chat too. Thank you, my man. Says, long live the almighty baldness. That's right. I'm even more bald than ever today. I got a, um, a skull shaver from my girlfriend for my birthday a few weeks ago. It's changed my life. And we're not going to rep them out because they haven't given me any money. <laughs> so we're not going to do it. So I take it back what I said, but I am using it and it is, and it has pretty good. I think Jungle Boy has to beat Christian too. I don't think you can go any other way. I think it'd be a massive mistake if you uh, if you did do that. Because the feud's been going on too long. I like the fact he cut a fire promo. You've got to draw a line under it. You've got to move on. Jungle Boy needs to use this as his big stepping stone to, to something else, whatever that may be. And then we can um, and then we can go on to... Yeah, Christian can work with loads of people. Like He's a talented guy and he's a super heel. So there's a bunch of baby faces you could stick him with. But yeah, Jungle Boy's got to win that. And if Jungle Boy doesn't win that, we've made a, a huge mistake. But again, that Christian promo, <laughs> never get over it. I just realized, I said Soraya for the AEW Women's Championship. I'm sticking with it. That's right. Uh, let's talk about another controversial match. Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Um, a lot of people don't like this program, which is fine. You don't have to like the program uh, or the feud. And... It probably has been once again elongated just a little bit, especially because Ricky Starks won the first match. However, if I go back seven days, while it was a bit silly, but I like silliness, I enjoyed the fact that Ricky Starks was able to manipulate Chris Jericho. I, it was so on the nose, but sometimes I'm cool with on the nose content. And then this week, the fact that we kind of played off the action Andretti Jericho match and we, you know, had Peter Avalon basically beat Jericho up until he hit the code breaker. Did I really think Peter Avalon was going to win? No. But somewhere deep down in my tum-tum was I going, well, did you let Action Andretti win? Yes, I did. So I actually thought that was really smart. I'm glad that Action Andretti was in the ladder match too. I really do think he needs a proper feud soon to, you know, keep this momentum going. But what do I know? Um, but uh, no, I, I look, I don't know what's going to happen. And obviously the Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. They've been very clear to say the JS are banned from ringside. There's also rumors that apparently Chris Jericho trademarked Jerry Show. And look, I would just tell you, people say, oh man, he's such a shield. I don't want to see Big Show come down or Paul White come down and help Chris Jericho beat Ricky Starks. Nothing against the Big Show, as far as I'm concerned, absolute legend. And I bet sitting with him even for five minutes is like being under the biggest learning tree you could ever be under. I just, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. 
And I don't need to see Ricky Starks get screwed. Sometimes, even though twists and turns and everything like that are great when it comes to wrestling, you just want the good guy who's on the cusp of something to win. And this is what I'm talking about with the whole card. We mentioned Jungle Boy, who may be able to explode, zoom up. It's the same with Ricky Starks. We could get to the end of the year where Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy are both um, viable contenders for the AEW World Championship. And that's what you want. And maybe you have to hold off one because you're using the other one first. But it's kind of, I mean, maybe not to the same level, but it's kind of like having Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn on WWE. You've got two super over baby faces. So you can then construct these storylines that even when one is done, you've got another one going right there. So just have Ricky Starks win. I don't think Chris Jericho losing makes a difference. He's Chris Jericho. He's an all-timer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's always going to be over and he's always going to be brilliant whether he's a baby face or a heel. He's done everything. And at 52 years old, is still absolutely tremendous. And he still carries that aura with him. Now you can say, yes, but if he loses all the time, he will, that aura will be, will be stripped away. Yeah, but rarely do people go two, two nothing up over Chris Jericho. So I hope that Ricky Starks does win. I hope that no JAS is just the way to expose Jericho, that he needs his cronies, he needs his clan in order to get it done. And then, yeah, there's, there's no reason Ricky Starks can't fly this year. He's over with the crowd. When he ran down to make the save, people went absolutely ballistic. He's over, man. And that's half the battle. My man, Matt Cook, who is also a YouTube member. So Matt, you're just the best guy ever in the super chat says, Simon Miller is a gift and a blessing. I do my best. Seven out of 10. But the fact you think that is very, very kind. Thank you so much. And the Hebrew hammer, dude, in the super chat. This is the best super chat we've got all day. Give Dan Housen the AEW world title hashtag needle mover. I wouldn't even be mad at it. Dan Housen is one of my favorite wrestlers. Now you can get mad at me and you can call me an idiot. That's fine. He brings me so much joy. And if he ever became the world champion, even if for 24 hours, I'd fall on the floor because I'd be crying my eyes out. Uh, Shadow Z <laughs> wants to talk about the face of the Revolution ladder match, which we will do. Uh, thoughts on this referee holding ladders controversy going on? I think it's silly. Of course it's silly, Shadow Z. So if you haven't seen Dynamite, Powerhouse Hobbs, I would assume, got the wrong ladder. It was way too small. And because he's a giant, he had to go up to the very top rung where he was balanced up there to get the big Sonic ring. So all three wrestlers smartly were like, wrestling's not real, people. <laughs> we better go hold the ladder. Otherwise, Powerhouse Hobbs is going to fall, not win the match, and he could potentially die. And there was a lot of death on this AEW Dynamite. It's not real. I don't mean that in a bad way. Of course, it's real. Things hurt. I do it. it you know, it's not fun sometimes. But who cares? That's the only... Not you, Shadow Z. I'm, I'm yelling with you. This is the only problem you have in your life that a bunch of referees grabbed a ladder. Do you know how lucky you are? So no financial problems, no relationship problems, no family problems, no life and death problems, no problems. Your only problem is a couple of referees held a ladder to something where you already know what the deal is. <laughs> You're crazy. Anyone that thinks this is crazy, who cares? What do you want him to do? You want powerhouse hobs to fall and just explode, do you? <laughs> It's madness. It is madness the things that wrestling fans get mad at. You don't need to get mad at this. You can go, poof, that looked a bit contrived. Sure, then move on. But no, I don't care. It was the right thing to do, and I'd do it too. I would have got some kind of crane and done it. That's right. You can't, you can't stop me. I got, I got this cough at the moment. I shouldn't talk like that. It makes it a thousand times worse. I didn't have a problem with it, especially after what we had done in that ladder match. That Falcon Arrow by Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara. I know it didn't go wrong because I presume they were trying to put them down on the uh, on the ladder bridge. Holy crap. The Dikeshta Commander blue thunderbomb. Holy crap. <laughs> Commander running over the top rope constantly and throwing himself. Oh my gosh. I was having kittens. <laughs> it was so terrifying. And that's not even half of it. The amount of stuff that I've missed out. Every single person in this lost their damn minds, which is probably why Eddie Kingston or Ortiz were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> They just fought to the back. Of course they fought to the back. So 
I loved all of this to the point like I mean ups and downs was way too long anyway because AEW had so many segments but I just got to the point I was like you know what I'm going to give you the headlines and then just implore you to watch it for yourself because the bald guy ranting and raving about it you're going to get nothing from it you need the passion you need the crowd you need the loudness you need the fear you need the tension you need the intensity <laughs> and when powerhouse Will Hobbs just ran through the ladder and Takesha took a bump and everything Daniel Garcia did and Sammy Guevara doing his crazy sentons crap man it was amazing like it really was and powerhouse Hobbs obviously won with help from the referees and now i believe next week he takes on wardlow or samoa joe for the tnt title now i would do a three-way we can move on to that one now too so samoa joe versus wardlow i thought was easy to call i thought you got to give it to wardlow especially the story about his dad but then I, now i think the powerhouse Hobbs should win and it's easier to take it off i don't know it's so hard i did love powerhouse Hobbs just sitting there laughing with his giant sonic ring as if he was looking at tails being an idiot as uh, wardlow just killed security guards and samoa joe did whatever samoa joe was doing but yeah i don't i don't know what we do with this now in a good way it's kind of really thrown me off maybe i'm wrong and it's not powerhouse Hobbs next week but given that it is the tnt title you know i don't mind the tnt title being won by wardlow on sunday and then lost on wednesday to powerhouse Hobbs. i just don't know if wardlow is the right guy to do that because we absolutely want to make sure that wardlow gets back to where he was he was super popular and i think we need to take advantage of that because i think he has a huge upside i think he could be a world title guy this year again i think you could put him in the jungle boy and um oh who's the other one ricky starks category in the sense that he has what it takes you just need to make sure that you put him in the position to be able to succeed so that's going to be an interesting one but again man if it ends up as a three-way samoa joe versus wardlow versus powerhouse hobbs big men slapping man meat you ain't going to get Simon Miller upset. Goofy wrestling and man me. Also, I really do appreciate people that tweet me at Simon316. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> Biggie came up with that. People think it was mine. If only it was. I'm not that smart. Shout out to Digby as well, who just put some money in the super chat with a big up finger. That's right. You're all getting up for watching me uh, on this stream today. And my man, Matt Cook, what a hero Matt Cook is, allowing me to do a cheap plug. The two plus two equals potato shirt is on the way. and It's the best shirt I've ever seen. That's right. I don't have it with me yet. Mine's on my way to me too. If you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Simon Miller, you can get my wrestling related tees. If you watch ups and downs, it's all my catchphrases. More are on the way. And... Um, yeah, one of which is two plus two equals potato, which is just something I said stupid once. I said, that doesn't make sense. It's two plus two equals potato. I don't even know what that means to this very day. But I did that classic wrestling thing when people started tweeting me and I saw it in the comments and I was like, well, that's it now. It's always going to be two plus two equals potato. So Matt, I hope you enjoy the t-shirt. Thank you indeed for supporting me and supporting Goofy Wrestling. Uh, you allow me to do all of this stuff. Again, it's all how it comes together. You know, a little aside here. But the YouTube stuff, my Patreon stuff, the super chats, you just subscribing and liking this video. If you're on the channel right now and you haven't done either of those things, please do it. Uh, subscribing on the podcast feed. Shout out to my podcast listeners too. Uh, it's all the support that allows me to have this miniature platform for myself. And um, I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about building this podcast studio, especially. I know you probably don't care about this stuff, which I totally get. I wouldn't either. But um, hopefully it's going to look a bit more swish. And I do believe the YouTube live streaming issue has been sorted. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. So we can try and get a really good balance between on-demand videos and live stream videos. And that excites me a lot. Hopefully we can turn this into something cool. My man Hebrew Hammer says, Dan Housen versus Santina Morella, AEW world title main event in full gear. I need to see the Cobra on AEW TV. Me too. And I want that Santina Morella that we had in the Brian Danielson uh, the Elimination Chamber match, whenever that was. And Santino was the last guy. That would be so damn good. I think Santino Morella is on Impact Wrestling now, isn't he? I saw his debut, but I don't get around to watching Impact as much as I would like just because there's so much TV, uh, wrestling TV. But it's always good. It's always good. 
Have you seen Jordine Grace recently? Oh my gosh. What a damn hero she is. She's so jacked. I think she's doing a bodyboarding competition. She is going to smash it. I love seeing people do that kind of stuff. I think it's absolutely awesome. Shadow Z says, Simon fears Miro. Thanks for the ups and downs. Absolutely, I fear Miro because I love him and also he would destroy me. And I miss him too. We need him back on AEW TV. What is going on with him now? Nobody knows. And my man John has just stopped by in the super chat to say, I can't watch live today, but hope you're well. John, I'm well, just knowing that you're out there and knowing that you're going to come back later. Hand on my heart for you, my friend. Thank you so much. You're a good guy and you allow me to do this. Right, where are we going next? We've done some Mojo versus Wardlow. Um, we've, we've already we've put our money on Brian Danielson because we're crazy. I think the guns should probably hold on to the tag team championships, although if you want to give it to Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, I don't mind. Or you can give it back to the acclaimed. Max Caster and Anthony Bones are great. Nobody's going to get mad at that. So we will wrap up, at least the prediction part, with what could potentially be the main event, right? John Moxley versus Hangman Anna Page in a Texas death match. Now, it won't be. The Iron Man match will be last, mostly because it's the world title and it's 60 minutes. But who is going to be able to top this? John Moxley's promo on Dynamite, excellent. Hangman's retort, excellent. The blood coming down Moxley's face. And if this is what they're doing on free TV, what the flub are they going to do on pay-per-view? And I'm not sure anyone's going to be able to follow it. I really, really don't. And also, who the hell wins? I feel like Hangman Adam Page has to win, especially if MGF is going to win the world championship. I think you can do MGF as Hangman Adam Page. I don't think you can do Moxley yet. I think it's too soon. And I also think if Moxley loses, given how Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Uta have been, my man Wheels... I think you could turn them all heel because they've been going in that direction. Moxley has kind of separated himself from them. Not really. They're always hanging out together playing Nintendo. But I think you turn the Blackpool Combat Club heel. Although I guess you could then argue and then Moxley can win and that's how they can do it. Maybe that's a better way to do it. So Moxley just completely bludgeons Hangman Adam Page along with the rest of the BCC and then you send them in that direction. I mean, we were going to do that before he went away. And look, John Moxley will always be an inspiring character to me. Uh, being so open and uh, vulnerable, transparent about his alcohol issues, I think would have saved some people's lives. I truly do think that. But I, I also feel like enough time has passed that we're happy to accept the wrestling character of John Moxley. And yeah, I think the time is now. Claudio, him, uh, let's go heal with it. Let's, and I think that then opens up a bunch of new feuds going forward. Um, and then as well, if the elite hold on to their trios championships, they can then feud with the BCC. And then maybe he they win that i don't know i don't know which direction you go in it but i've changed my opinion yeah I, I think it's going to be so bloody i don't think it's going to be for the weak of heart i think it's going to be a seminal moment for both guys especially hangman because uh, we're kind of more used to seeing john moxie do this i think moxie is going to win now i think he's going to go heel then that protects hangman it makes us feel sympathy for Hatman, which is always his greatest trait is the sympathy that he's able to uh he's able to muster up but i i'm repeating myself i don't know who tops this <laughs> I think it's going to be nuts. I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be like a horror movie. I'm going to have to watch it through my fingertips. <laughs> it's going to be so much blood. <laughs> There's going to be so much blood. It's going to be nuts. And my man Spax Phoenix in the super chat. Thank you, my friend. Says wrestling is the best weird thing. WWE is bad for saying nice things about Ariel Hawani. And Simon Miller, through force of awesomeness, is getting ringside furniture over. <laughs> it's true. Talking about ringside furniture, you know, Barry Barricade, Rita the Ring Post, and the announce table uh tina the turnbuckle and shirts prowrestingtees.com for simon miller i do have a shirt coming out soon that is all the annotations and it's ridiculous simba the steel steps but it look dude it's never lost on me that that's so not i'm gonna say over but that gets spoken to me 
warm and fuzzy gets spoken to me goofy wrestling for life gets spoken to me i appreciate this a lot because i feel like we built a cool community here and we're all just having fun when it comes to wrestling and that was always my goal and it always will be shout out to shadow z as well who wants me to die simon versus mox the aew full gear 2023 in simon's debut i mean that would be amazing because how the hell did i put myself in this position what a lucky pup i would be but i'd also be absolutely terrified <laughs> absolutely terrified okay here's what we're gonna do make sure you drop your predictions in the chat if you have anything that's totally crazy we'll reel them out any questions that you may have for the last 10 minutes or so we're only doing 45 minutes a day just to other stuff that i have to jump into you're gonna have to forgive me uh, it's acting stuff actually and i have to give you an update on my acting stuff soon uh but yeah, any questions any comments make sure you throw them in there super chats will 100 be responded to but i did want to get into some news as we uh, as we head in a different direction because on tuesday's show we talked about the fact that we're getting omos versus brock lesnar and maybe or maybe not it's vince mcmahon i don't care who cares as long as triple h is booking 95 percent of the wwe right now i'm a happy panda now there's more to this because the original plan we don't know it was brock lesnar versus someone and then it turned into Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. I'm amazed they're not doing Gunther, but apparently Drew McIntyre's been penciled in for a while. That's an awesome match. Not going to get mad about it. So it was meant to be Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. That's why Bray Wyatt went on SmackDown. It was like, oh, hocus pocus. And Brock Lesnar heard this and went, no, I don't want to work with Bray Wyatt. This has obviously kicked off a storm on the internet, but I actually do understand. So um, Brock Lesnar, you would have heard this everywhere. I'm not saying anything new. But Brock Lesnar is a super real dude. Bray Wyatt is a spooky wookie dude. I just don't think those two things works. I don't think it works with Bobby Lashley unless we do the Hurt Business versus Wyatt. Six idea, we've talked about it. Check out Tuesday's show. But I just don't think there's any way. I think Brock Lesnar versus Omos genuinely is a better match than Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt because you can't do all the over-the-top stuff with Brock Lesnar. I don't think it would click. He would just have to laugh it off. So then you're like, well, Bray Wyatt looks like a fool. So I actually think this is Brock Lesnar being quite aware of his character. Whereas, you know, taking on a big old man like omos is just cool because we see brock lesnar as a giant and now he has to fight someone bigger than him now i don't think omos has been built up the right way because bobby lashley has beaten him and we haven't seen him for, for for a long time but now you could make the argument that maybe brock lesnar said no i don't want to work with bray Wyatt. And it was vince that said well he could always just work with omos so instead of kind of pushing it through it was just a suggestion now i'm looking on the bright side of life here i'm being a positive pete as always but I think this kind of goes to show that we don't need to go too crazy about it. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I don't think it's going to be an issue. It'll be a three, four, five minute match. MVP will be involved and MVP is a safe pair of hands so he can steer it in the right direction. Uh, but also at the Elimination Chamber, Brock Lesnar was meant to win. He was going to beat Bobby Lashley and that was going to set up the Bray Wyatt match, which is why we did that stupid DQ finish because they needed to, they had to pivot essentially at the last second after Brock said no. So I kind of like hearing this stuff. I do think sometimes there's too much chatter about it. But the reason I like hearing it is because it kind of justifies it a little bit. And it makes you realize um, that, you know, it's one of those things, hopefully. And it's not all doom and gloom and we, and we don't have to worry about it. Now, people will still worry about it. Of course they will. But there is just some context for you. And I, I don't think it affects WrestleMania at all. There's going to be so many amazing matches on that show. If I get two massive dudes smashing each other around... Not a problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll somehow get over it. Goldberg also did an interview and he really, really pushed the idea of doing a retirement match. It sounds like he did some kind of favor for Vince McMahon, which obviously, you know, that, that dynamic has changed. I guess my big question to you is, do you want to see Goldberg have his retirement match in WWE or somewhere else? He mentioned maybe doing it in Israel, which would be cool. I want to see it. I like Goldberg. I know he's my dad. Uh, I kind of have this feeling that he may want to win. 
I don't know if that's the right idea. And I actually don't know who that would be against. You don't want to do Roman Reigns again. Uh, you could do it with someone in AEW, but even then I start clutching at straws. And then when I kind of look at the wider, you know, the wider landscape, I don't really, I mean, someone like a Dolph Ziggler would be good, but we've done that. And also it doesn't really carry much weight to it. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but Goldberg may be coming back. And I know that drives people nuts. But don't forget, the only reason we have this bad taste in our mouth about Billy is because he beat The Fiend in Saudi Arabia, which never should have happened. And actually, talking about Saudi Arabia, I do believe the May weekend, which is the same weekend as Double or Nothing, or around that time, uh, we are getting uh, the, the Queen and the King of the Ring is going to be the Saudi Arabia shows. Obviously, last year or two years ago, whenever it was, I think it was last year, uh, we did the finals there. And now it's like we're going to have entire tournaments. So that's kind of double-edged sword because I've always wanted the one-night tournament to come back, doing it in Saudi Arabia, blah, blah, blah. Which also ties into the WWE uh, sale uh, rumors at the moment because Endeavor came out, who owned UFC, and kind of insinuated they don't want to buy WWE. There's been rumors that Comcast, that's NBC, USA Network, they don't want to buy WWE. Vince McMahon wants $9 billion, which is way too much money. Apparently, TV rights are going to go down you know, going forward, so you may actually be better just to license WWE as opposed to buy them. Which kind of leaves the only buyer being Saudi Arabia. Now, I'm going to leave that there because I feel like it's a completely different conversation to when it does or doesn't happen. Um, but go and check out Pat McAfee's interview about this. That's what I'll say. Pat McAfee is a better man than I. And he will, uh, he will sum up my thoughts. <laughs> or at least how I, I may be thinking uh, uh, deep down in my... Um, in my tum-tum. Uh, we mentioned that William Regal's uh, new uh, hands-on role with the WWE is literally people come through the curtain and he says, you need to do this, you need to do that, so on and so forth. And look, William Regal is going to be amazing at that. He is, uh, well, he's just the best, isn't he? Let's not pretend otherwise. And I think that's pretty much all the news. Nothing has gone on uh, in the last two days. Though shout out to my man, Badog Sports, who says, I'm at work trying to sneak in a bit of a Simon Miller live stream. I always love that. Can you imagine? You're at work and all of a sudden you just see this bald guy. You know, like, what is this guy doing? Who are you watching? Oh, it's just a guy ranting and raving about wrestling. As if I don't do that enough, right? I mean, literally, we're going to wrap up in the next five minutes or so. You can leave here and go and watch ups and downs on what culture and just get my opinions, but in a more silly, over-the-top way. I'm very, like, very lucky to do what I do. Uh, somebody wants Pat McAfee versus Logan Paul. I think we'll probably get that at one point. And why not, right? I think it would be fun. Um, some people are saying they don't want Goldberg to come back. Some people are saying Goldberg doesn't have to prove anything. Some people are saying Goldberg versus Stone Cold at the end of an era would be perfect. It would be perfect in our heads. I think in... Uh, uh, I think when all was said and done, it would never live up to expectations. There's a reason Stone Cold Steve Austin isn't coming back for WrestleMania this year. I think he knows. Although I do believe he's going to be at the show. This is another prediction of mine, and we'll talk about that closer. I think him and maybe even The Rock, uh, you know, could could uh, could pop up. And we have other people advocating for Pat McAfee and Logan Paul as a tag team. I'm really intrigued about that Seth Rollins match, man, because this is the first time that Logan Paul has finally understood that he should be a heel. I don't know who talked some sense into him. But the fact that he understands his defined role and the fact that he's really good and the fact that Simon, Simon, the Seth Rollins is tremendous. Yeah, I think there could be something to this. So it's, it's another one of those matches where it makes me go, well, who cares about Omos versus, uh, Omos versus Brock Lesnar when we have all these other good things. Other people predicting Goldberg versus Simon Miller. We can't do that. He'd kill me and he would kill me too. That'd be the right thing to do. Uh, do you think William Regal's son could win a world title for his dad? I mean, maybe. I've met, um, I can't remember his work name now. What do they call him in W in NXT? I can't remember. But I, I've, Nathan something, Riley, I can't remember. But he's a really, really, I mean, surprise, surprise, right? A really respectful dude. And when you watch his work up close, I mean, again, surprise, surprise. He's so technical. He knows what he's doing. And he can wrap people up like pretzels. 
So he absolutely has a future. I mean, he probably has to work on the more sports entertainment stuff, but he's super duper young. In fact, let's find out how young he is because I think he's got all the potential in the world and then we'll, um, we'll, get, his, uh, we'll get his name as well. As soon as I sit, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that guy. It's just my brain being stupid. Uh, Charlie Dempsey, there we go. Although it doesn't say his age, so I don't actually know. But he's, you know, he's, I think he's, you know, 20, 22. He's not old at all. And obviously one of the reasons why William Regal went back. So yeah, I, I absolutely. You never know who is going to, to take off. Um, which is why I think we talked about this too, which is why I'm glad that Bron Baker is being given a heel run because, you know, let's give him as much experience as possible. Load him up with experience. So when he comes to the main roster, you can use him in the way that he wants to be used. Don't forget, he's had like half a match so far. He's only been around for a cup of coffee. So, you know, you don't want, uh, you don't want to leave him in a position where he could be exposed. And I get that too. Like UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling, shout out to them. I know I talk about this all the time, but it just ties in. I get to do my Money Maker Miller character. That's right, Breaking Kayfabe. Someone's going to get mad at me. They always do. And that is basically a character version of me that is rich and a proper heel, right? It's a proper gimmick character heel. And so many people said I couldn't do it. And at first, it's probably true. But over the last couple of years and learning what works and learning what doesn't work, the other day, it was last Sunday, I came out for my match and I just got instant booze. And I got booze for ages. And I cut a promo and they just booing, they're booing, they're booing. They were calling me an asshole. It's brilliant. It was wonderful. Now, that's because I was given the time to fail. And that was because I was given the time to drop the ball. And it's because I was given the time to do trial and error. And that's what we need to make sure we do it with everyone. So while I think the way that WWE is turning Bron Baker is bizarre with fake signs in the crowd, I think there's far more inventive and creative ways you can do it. I do think it's really smart to give him that experience because eventually, same with anything, you've got to be good at singles, you've got to be good at tags, you've got to be good at stipulations, you've got to be good at heel, you've got to be good at promos, you've got to be good at face, especially if you're going to make it in WWE and AEW. Like you can have a side of you that's better but you need all those little things kind of firing uh, firing everywhere so yeah i think it's going to be exciting i want to see what bron breaker is uh, is able to do going forward and he's going to smash it there behind him i mean the last criticism i saw was jinder mahal was so tall and bron breaker wasn't i don't care about that we all know that chad gable is really small and every time he's in the ring i'm having a great old time that was awesome to learn this week we had that cody Rhodes chad gable match because as it was reported i think by fightful or the wrestling observer back in 2021 AEW wanted chad gable so a couple of years ago 21 year uh, they tried to get him and they weren't able to because he was under contract. So now Cody's gone back and he wanted to put, put him on a pedestal, which I love because Triple H is doing that. Chad Gable has spoken about that. Cody gets it. This could be his year. Like at the very least, an intercontinental title or US title run. And I would not get mad at that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. And we will finish with the ultimate prediction for WrestleMania 40, Jason Momoa versus Roman Reigns. We can't do that. <laughs> Nobody, if my girlfriend sat down to watch that, she wouldn't know who was who. That's not true. She'd know who Jason Momoa was and thought that he was facing himself. And uh, I'll give a shout out to Sean as well because what a lovely thing to say. Oh man, Simon, you have grown as a performer. You're only getting better before our eyes. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like, am I the best wrestler ever? No. Will I ever be the best wrestler? No. But do I think I have certain facets of my game that I can use and you know maybe do better than other people? Of course. And I think that should always be the always be the way. But I appreciate you watching and I appreciate you uh, being with me. Right. We do have to finish 15 minutes early only because I have to rock it to somewhere else to do with my acting. I will fill you in on that very, very soon. It's ticking away in the background. Again, I don't post about it just because my resting stuff at the moment is much more 
visual, whereas the acting stuff is going on behind the scenes. But fingers crossed for a good year with that as well. None of that happens without you guys. So thank you for joining me for this show. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Do that now before we go if you haven't done it already. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you're into my fitness stuff too, remember grillamind.com forward slash Simon. Use your time to get 10% off. I use these supplements. I think they're all great. Doesn't mean you have to buy them. Doesn't mean it's going to radically change your physique, but I truly enjoy taking them and feel like they help me. I'm on Cameo if you want a personalized video message, patreon.com forward slash Simon to 316. Even if you only give me one dollar it really helps this show it's where all my money comes and goes to when it comes to the podcast uh and t-shirts prowrestlingtees.com for sir simon miller there's a link in the description below on both uh, the audio and the video for samson athletics where my fitness palace of love tea and new teas very soon and i am sorting out i do apologize for all the pimping but that's just how this game works and i think that's it cheers for stopping by we will do a couple more next week i think we're in a quite a good groove now right which is very rare for me <laughs> but i'll take it oh i've just screwed up oh dear I just, I just, I just went to hit the done button, and instead I've moved around all my scenes in OBS. I'm a moron. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.